Oh, it feels like it's been forever, but you know what? Summertime has an effect on us, but we've had a, a pretty jam-packed couple weeks, and we got more coming up. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Biggie, and we are live on location in... Mr. Brown's dining room because we've had all kinds of technical issues and you had an interview with uh, someone from America's pastime, the baseball group, right? Yeah, our resident Cleveland guru, Phil Barth. Uh, he's been a friend of the show before we've had him on. He's pretty fun. And uh, yeah, he was uh, very accommodating. So that's partially a reason why we've been up and down uh, trying to do a show. But you know, summertime gets us. It's winding down. Kids are starting to go back to school and to be honest with you, we were just kind of selfish and was trying to grab every slice of life we could. But we've we've had a busy couple weeks, and whether it's I know Biggie, you got kids doing sports again, Mister Brown, your kids are never not doing something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's been a lot going on, but uh, we got to do something together uh, a couple. Was it just last week? I guess. My God, time flies when you're having fun. Uh, we we took in a little professional wrestling that came to town. You guys, uh, you recovered from that night, or how are we doing? That was a good night. I was pretty excited to go when you had messaged. It's uh, AEW, which I enjoy. I'm not a hardcore follower, but it was a live show. I thought, we'll see what we can get. When the show started out with Punk as the opener, uh, that was pretty good. So for me, I haven't followed any type of wrestling. You would not be what I consider a wrestling fan at all. Religiously, probably for 10 years, 12, maybe 15, I don't know, but... You asked me to go, and I know the WWE is down. Of course, I think about Vince McMahon. Now Triple H is coming in. Uh, but I, I feel like AEW has been a step above as far as the in-ring stuff and and everything. So I feel like AEW is a step ahead, whether it's as popular, probably not. But they're like, Aaron Charleston, they're live. It's on TNT. And I'm like, I asked my son, Lane, and I'm like, let's go. He's like, sure, let's go. First ever live show for him, and it's live on TNT. The in-ring performances uh, exceeded my expectations by a long shot. I mean, I, I do watch wrestling, not as much as you guys probably think I do. I definitely no, probably read more than I watch. But that's why his name's Chad the Mark. That was uh, that was an amazing live performance. You know, I will say it was long. You know, they, they're cramming you know five hours of TV, I guess, essentially into that show. But it Plus got the free show. Right, yeah, that's what I mean. The best yeah. women's matches. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have been content with just the Wednesday TNT show. Like, if we'd have left for the Friday show, I'd have been fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people were falling asleep, and it was just it, it, you're exhausted. People, and, you look at me when you say that. And, and by the time you do the main event and everything, and now you're expecting everybody to come back. Like, no, it's it's nah. too much. But nah. you know, Kenny Omega came back. That was fun. We got to see the Young Bucks. We got to see Dan, uh, Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia wrestled. Uh, that was a, a really a good uh, two out of three falls. I enjoyed yeah. that. And then the Punk Moxley stuff, which uh, has been a sidebar of news in wrestling because now people think punk has gone into business to himself and they had their title match this week and punk uh, lost in like 10 seconds to moxley apparently uh like they said he was trying to quit the gate the day we were there he might be hurt and i think he's gonna be out longer i don't know you never can tell that's the thing about it it's it's always like what's real whatever happened to clobber in time uh it's not anytime recent that's for sure Well, the the real deal is once he went to a or uh, uh ufc 
MMA. His stock went down a little bit. Yeah, because like he's not really a badass, and he pretends well, to be. Like I, I remember. He's not like he's Brock Lesnar. No, he's I, only a badass when he's on the. I'll mic. never forget listening to a story from Mark Henry where this was like circa 2010, maybe, and he wanted to go do the strongman competition at the Arnold Classic in Columbus, and you know Vince told him he could go, but just know there's not room for the world's second strongest man here. And uh, Mark still went, and he did, and he won, so he was still able to kind of hold that title. But, well, so Vince is basically saying, if you lose, your career's over. Yeah, I mean, we don't have uh, a good storyline for the world's second strongest right, man, exactly. right? That's kind of what happens. But so. you see these guys like a Mark Henry, Brock Lesnar, Ken Shamrock, players that's been in wrestling to go in other avenues, and they've they've excelled. Mm-hmm. And CM Punk uh, did not. Well, and, and maybe not jumping right into the UFC is the best move. Like, you got guys like Bobby Lashley or Jack Swagger or whatever he goes by now, Jack Hager. They did MMA, but they didn't do it in the UFC. They did well, it in, like, K-1 or Pride or something like that. Well, since women can now compete in men's sports, maybe he should have went up against Cyborg for his first match. Cyborg would have destroyed him. She'd have killed CM Punk. What about Amanda Nunes? <laughs> Uh, who just got the title back. But uh, either way. So when, when CM Punk went into the UFC, it's like that movie where Kevin James is trying to raise money for the school. He knows he's going to get killed, but he'll still get paid. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I wonder how many people know what you're talking about. Uh, probably only other fat guys who wear delivery uniforms. <laughs> you you want to be Kevin James in the octagon, don't you? I'll be Kevin James anywhere. I like Kevin James. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. He brought up getting paid. That was the very first part of the intro. Like uh, CM Punk came out, and then Moxley came out through the crowd, which is amazing. The Wild Thing, which I absolutely adore. It's a great entrance. And then Moxley looks straight at CM Punk and says, "Everyone knows why you're here. It's because you're effing broke." Yeah, yeah. They definitely took shots. That's what you love it. And then the fact that Punk may or may not have went off script, or that he wanted to quit, and all that kind of adds to it. But like, I need a payoff here, right? Like they have a pay per view coming up uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, less than two weeks. So if it's a good payoff, man, I'm, I'm glad we were there, and I'm glad Charleston was a stop along the way. Uh, there's uh, been uh, another little trip. Uh, let, let's just give another shout-out to America's Pastime, for the love of baseball, the best baseball group in all of Facebook. With the biggest uh, baseball MLB alumni in all of Facebook. Yeah, and, uh, you know, just uh, say that is one thing, but to back it up and show how impactful that message actually is, you were able to do this past week, just a couple of days ago, as you took a uh, trip up I-79, went a little north to uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I went to PNC. It was my sixth stadium this year, and I went to see the Braves and Pirates. Of course, I was hoping for an easy victory, which I got. But I got to go in center field, left center field, and saw uh, the barbecue place, which is owned by none other than Manny, Manny Sangian. And we went by there the first time, and his his chair and his table was there, and no one was there. And I was like, man, he didn't show up today. I was disappointed. Yeah. So then our second lap around the concourse, he was there signing autographs, taking pictures, and I uh, sat down and talked to him. And I'm like, told him who I was. And... uh Got a picture with him and like living legend, man. It, it was cool. This we're talking about Roberto Clemente's best friend. Absolutely, and you know he's still hanging around Pittsburgh and doing his thing. And uh, how was the barbecue? Uh, <laughs> I didn't have it. Ah, I just said, man, it's no offense. I've already ate. I just want a picture. There you go. Hey, and, but he's still obliged. Yeah, he was you know? cool. He was. So cool. It's not all about that. Now you did. Uh, have a lot of Pittsburgh locals trying to turn you on to their uh, local flair for beverage. Yeah, so. I'm on vacation this week, 
so I traveled up early, like I like to do. Um, I got up there at like 2.30 or 2 o'clock, and then I Ubered over to PNC from the hotel. So I was at the uh, Mike's Beer uh, Bar at 2.30-ish, and everyone else from UPS got off work at 5.30. So so you were just we, waiting on everybody else to kind of make yeah, the rounds. Yeah, so I, was, I had a shrimp po' boy. The shrimp po' boy from Pittsburgh. I don't think of Pittsburgh as being a shrimp, shrimp po' boy. No, I, I don't either, but there was nothing on the menu. Need I remind you when we had the Nashville chicken in Detroit, yeah, it did yeah. not fare well. This ended well. Okay. It, it was a good sandwich. <laughs> uh, just because not everybody has a po' boy, so I was fine. But like, there was no like Pittsburgh sandwich. And I've already had Permanente Brothers. I hate it. Yeah, so it's a little overrated. I'm not doing that. Uh, so I ate that. I was fine. Just some snack on. I had some IPAs. And then uh, everybody's like, try Steel City Lager. Steel City Lager. And I'm like, what's that? They're like, ew, you got to try it. And I'm like, all right, well, if you buy it for me, I'll try it. Because <laughs> I'm not paying for a lager. So uh, they just kept pumping them to me. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. They said, drink local. And then, uh, you know, we have another uh, very, very fun road trip coming up. It also involves Pittsburgh just bringing everything full circle uh biggie how, how many days we got left is it a uh, even seven days seven days this time seven days from now will be about halftime of the mountaineers victory over the uh beloved piece of crap hated pittsburgh uh, yeah uh so you, you, we can we can sing sweet caroline when we get there oh so speaking of that so i was up there i'm in my full braves apparel i'm at this uh the mike's beer bar and then they're by Melly steel cities and then I'm like, well, guys, I'm going to be up here again next week. And they're like, what do you mean? Didn't you fly in from Atlanta? I'm like, no, I'm from West Virginia, but I'm a Braves fan. And they're like, what do you – and I'm like, I'm coming up for the backyard brawl. They're like, don't tell, me, don't tell me you're rooting for WVU. And I'm like, absolutely. And they're like, no more still cities. They cut him off. You're done, son. Just like that. What kind of – see, this is why we don't like Pitt. You yeah. see how unhospitable they can be? Like, you're up there having a good time. Everything was going well. Then all of a sudden, you root for a different team, and they're going to be jackasses Yeah, like and that. what was funny is, like, they didn't care I was a Braves fan because they knew what was coming. Right. So, you give them any glimmer of hope, and they're just crazy. Like, it all, all – Coming off of your Pitt's ACC defending They, they should ACC beat channel. us. They should, but they're not going to. Oh, they said how bad it was going to be. They said at least two touchdowns. At least two touchdowns. Well, you know, the spread's what, six, seven? It's a touchdown spread. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, maybe they'll cover, maybe they won't. But you know what? We go anyway because of hope. And hope yes. is a dangerous thing, says Morgan Freeman in the Shawshank Redemption. Hope, but is, hope is a paralyzing state to it, stay in. It is, and so is West Virginia. That's what it is in general. <laughs> yes. I'm also going to quote Morgan Freeman from uh, Bucket List. We're going to go up Thursday and we're going to witness something majestic. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Damn, we're going to see some majestic W's. That's what's going to happen. And uh, Neil, Neil Brown's going to save his job. That's what's yeah. going to happen. But, you know, for, for all the football fans out there, uh, hopefully you're excited for college football. I know college football is not quite as exciting with all the – the chaos of the transfer portal and the NIL. NIL don't bother me, but it's the fact that these kids are jumping around like crazy. But uh, hopefully uh, we still get to enjoy it. And and, and it's still great, man. Like, it's not gone. It's not dead yet. It's not dead yet. I still love college football. The only thing I don't like about the NIL, I like that the kids are able to get paid because the universities make money off Absolutely. Of them. But you got Quinn Ewers, who just got named the starter down in Texas, who got over a million to play for Ohio State last year in an NIL deal, never played for them. Now he's back to Texas, which is where he went to high school football. Well, that's, that's, me, that's Ohio State's some fault. commitment there. 
So yeah. once they offer that deal, they're just done. They're it's it's all guaranteed. Yeah, it depends on the language. It's like a it. it's like a ten ninety nine man. It's like you're a contractor, and here's mm. your deal. We're going to pay you to do these commercials or whatever. Like, I I don't I don't know how much does uh, these WVU athletes get for a uh, little general convenience store. You know what I mean? Probably not a million dollars. Not as much as Huggy. I want to know how much, much as uh, Jalen Bridges got for that pepperoni rolls commercial. Mm. Hey, he's got a future in not acting. I introduced <laughs> Phil Barth to, tonight to pepperoni rolls. He didn't know what they were. Yeah, people need to get out of here with that. Well, so like, uh, How do they not I, I asked him about like if Cleveland had like a food that you could like say it's Cleveland. The Cleveland steamer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, that's right, not food. Right, right on your <laughs> not chest. Food. Not after, food. After Taco Night. <laughs> no. <laughs> Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Ah. yeah. This is Cleveland Steamer Wednesday. <laughs> no yeah. mas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so think. he's like, no, not really. And he's like, he said something about they got like named the best mustard or something. He's like, that's how bad Cleveland is. Mustard. We got on the list and we got the best mustard. You know, Cleveland and Detroit are a lot alike. We went yeah. to Detroit and all yeah. we got was mom's spaghetti. So that sucked. And in today's group text, I said, what's everybody bringing? One of the members who went with us to Detroit said, I'm bringing mom's spaghetti. Mm. And I'm like, shut your damn mouth. Yeah, we immediately were like, shut that down. Yeah. We don't look homeless to to you. We don't need to relive Even a homeless man didn't need it. Also the dollar. (laughs) Yeah, he wants the dollar. He don't want mom's spaghetti. Not vegan meatballs. It's bad when you can't give a homeless guy free food. No. Oh, he gave him the whole he gave him the food and walked away and the homeless man looked at him like he gave him the he finger. Said, he said cracker, I wanted a dollar. Yeah, I mean, you got to know these guys needs out there, man. He's yeah. trying to survive, not not get rabbit balls, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. So, uh speaking of group texts and things like that, last little thing as we we talk about our our summer of fun here, kind of the unofficial end of summer to us is Saturday. So what is happening last Saturday, Saturday of August? And what happens for us on the last Saturday of August for the last 20 years? This is like, what, the 23rd? Yeah, it's 23rd. 23rd Annual Hardcore Football Fantasy League. It's uh, it's always an epic showcase. Uh, the showcase of the Immortals, if you will. And it's gotten better the last five years. Yeah, we just keep up in the ante. Uh, I know uh, we're, we're all really excited about our, our entrances. I'm especially excited because the champ sits in this chair and speaks to you now as if you're on the same level as me. But you know what? Uh, I, I'm going to tell you right now, it's, it's going to be a long 12 months for you guys because no matter how bad my team might be this year, I get the title. I get the championship belt. I have the strap for a rolling 12 months. God Just don't send me all. any pictures of uh, you, the belt, and nothing else. That's We're exactly what good. you're getting. You're getting that at least in the first month. Well, well, you for your first big... picture, this time Warner needs to hold the towel. Mm, there's you... no towels here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Val Venus. You That's got big shoes to fill on Saturday because Harper filled that role well last year, so let's see what you got. Mm, I will tell you, he sent me a text the other day and told me he's been rubbing his one nut all over that belt, so I'm going to have to disinfect it. <laughs> all sure. I got to say is, is I have nothing but respect for our 7-7 seven and seven champion, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to get hot at the right time. Yeah. It's I, I kind of it's art imitating life, just like the Cincinnati Bengals got hot at the end of the year and they got hot in the playoffs and they made it all over to the Super Bowl. The only difference was I fulfilled that destiny. There's no way that fate will let That's me have why I two know things. That you'll never repeat because the Bengals won't repeat. The year you win is the year the Bengals go to the Super Bowl. I can tell you, congratulations, and it worked out that way. It was took twenty three years cosmic. for it to happen. Hey, you know what? If you had a choice of 
repeating as hardcore champing or the Bengals going back to the Super Bowl with a chance to win it, which are you taking? I'm taking the Super Bowl because yeah. I because I already know what victory tastes like, and it's it's sweet. It's a beautiful thing, but I, I can't say I know what it's like to buy a banner and hang in my house that says the Bengals won the Super Bowl, so I'd like to do that next. But uh, to, to bring it back, we'll uh, have a YouTube video out of our entrances. So for those who don't know, we will uh, go full wrestling mode, WWE, AEW style, whatever you want to say. We got We hung the curtain up tonight. Uh, we'll be coming out to our entrance music, and we got the live mic. We got the music. Uh, I mean, this is uh, this is high stakes, and we've we've already seen. You know, one member uh, had made a tombstone of all past members, which aren't many over twenty three years. It's like six or seven names, but you know, things happen, and we got. Uh, we got to appreciate the effort. That's maybe some fireworks in. going off. Uh, maybe maybe some. Uh, some partial nudity. I don't know. There's going to be. I'm going on record and say, find me a better beginning to a fantasy football league to anybody in the whole country. You, no, you can't. Right and now. Look, and look, there's people. There's that, the challenge. I laid it down. We want to see if it. If anyone has better videos, once we post our video, please put it in there because I don't think it's out there. Yeah, we're not doing the the little That's like, it. like. I've seen the videos of people arriving to Heart the arena. The top. You know, we, we, we do more, you know, and here's the open invitation. You guys are all invited to come. You just got to find us, you know, hit us up on social media. We'll tell you how to get there. But this Saturday, one night only, the 23rd annual hardcore football draft is how we cap off and close off the summer. And I, for one, can't wait. It's the best day of the summer. You know, under kind of a, a morbid context, you know, there's a photo that we have shared on social media countless times that always does really well. But gentleman in the picture, unfortunately, passed away this past week. The Hall of Fame Super Bowl winning quarterback, Mr. Lynn Dawson. And the photo that we, we always see makes the rounds, Mr. Brown. What exactly is happening in that photo? Uh, everyone wants to say, is he smoking a joint? Is he smoking a cigarette? Um, I've heard he's smoking a cigarette and drinking a Fresca. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's a Fresca, but, uh, it's definitely a glass bottle of something. And, uh, you know, it's just a, a different time and all that, but Linda Austin's picture of just the, you know, I'm going to say it like this. Have you ever seen that meme? And I get, I kind of roll my eyes whenever I see it, where people post that Troy Aikman picture and they're like, no, no receiver in the helmet, no technology, oh, no, yeah. no, yeah. no rules to protect me. Just me and my man. You know, I, yeah. I, I hate that so bad, but Lynn Dawson's like the epitome of that. Like, cause that's, that's back in the fifties and the sixties. Won a Super Bowl with the chiefs. Uh, he was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, believe it or not. And, uh, I know he went to the university of Purdue where, uh, him and Drew Brees are probably the two great, uh, greatest, uh, players to come out of there. But anyway, uh, I think, uh, if he was smoking cigarettes and drinking, uh, during games, he lived to what? 87 years old. 87. That's a, that's a hell of a life. But, uh, Len Dawson, uh, for the generation today, Biggie, do you have any context here? Like what should people think of Len Dawson? Uh, he's in the hall of fame, right? Uh, the one thing I will say is Joe Namath's in the hall of fame and everybody knows Joe Namath, but Joe Namath threw more interceptions and touchdowns. Len Dawson did not. He was uh, kind of ahead of his time. I believe it's funny that you bring up Joe Namath because that's right where I was going to go. Cause Len Dawson for his career now, his career spanned 57 to 75, but of those 18 years, he really played 13 of them. He had a uh, slow getting in. It wasn't until 62 where he became a full-time player. First year, they were 11-3. He was a pro bowler. 
And then they went all the way through 75. He's only playing four or five games a year. But at that time when you didn't throw the ball quite as much, he threw over 30,000 yards in his career, 239 touchdowns. And that's the thing with Joe Namath. He gets remembered because he guaranteed a win where he didn't even play great and he's not the reason they won. <laughs> if Lynn Dawson would have had the and same career and made that statement when they'd played in the Super Bowl – He'd be led to and Mary. didn't play in New York. Yeah, New York yep. helped too, especially back then. You know, the media markets probably mattered even more back then. So, but. how much better of a quarterback would you say Lynn Dawson is compared to Joe Namath? Uh, he's twice the quarterback. That's exactly the words I was going to use. He's twice the quarterback that Joe Namath. But is. no one talks about that. No, like we go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We've been there together. Yeah. And you see the hologram. Joe, Joe Namath is part of out. the exhibits. Uh, no no signs of Lynn Dawson. No, I mean, he's in there. His bust not, is there, but he's not hologram. represented the same way. So if you want to look at it like this, what's a big thing in today's game for quarterbacks? Completion percentage, right? Yeah. Guys got to complete at least 65% or they're not doing anything. Back in the day where if you went, you know, 12 for 27 or 12 for 31, you could have yards. 50 was good. Yeah. So he had a stretch of years here in his prime years. Where I know his career was like 57, 58. Yep. His career is 57, but 61, 56, 58, 58, 59, 61. 61. Twice he was over 60. Nobody did that back No. Then. So it's fair to say that uh, he's the second best quarterback in Chiefs history because we, we've got to assume Mahomes will be the number one. Absolutely. His I mean, last league in the year he played – you don't know – his last year in the league, he only played five games. They were one and four, but he completed 66% of his passes and 140 attempts. Dude, the 70s for quarterbacks is the worst decade in the history of football. Yep. Like, it is, it is a nightmare. Like, if you were over 50% in the 70s, first of all, the defenses got more elaborate with their blitzing and things like that. And uh, there there weren't rules to protect the quarterback. Like, they got they got murdered. So, like, it was tough being a quarterback. So, the fact he was doing that at an older age and still performing well was pretty miraculous. I mean, listen, though, I'm a Raiders fan. So, like, it's hard for me to even talk like this. But uh, nothing but respect for Lynn Dawson. I mean, so, I mean, the man was old school, and we, we love him. And, like, he did his thing. Way ahead of his time, like you said. I'm a Raiders guy, but you got you to gotta pay respect where it's due. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's open up that fresca and pour one out tonight for Mr. Lynn Dawson. Super Bowl MVP Lynn Dawson. Super Bowl MVP Hall of Famer. Well, if not for nothing, social media is always a good place for a good-spirited debate, and Biggie went and found maybe the coup de grace of all debates because he found a list of records that covers pretty much every sport, I think, and and these are considered what unbreakable or unfathomable or what what's how would you best describe this list? The most unbreakable sports records. All right, so how many are on there? Is it like ten or so? There's so, like twelve, I think. All right, so we're going to go through these, and I, I think the general consensus is we think they're all pretty much un, unbeatable, but. We're going to kind of take these in and see if they're ones that we think are definitely not going to be beatable and then the ones that might be the most vulnerable. Um, so we'll uh, we'll go through. What's the first one on the list, Biggie? First one on the list is Wayne Gretzky, and this is league MVP nine times. <laughs> now, I, was, I was getting ready to say, like, uh, first of all, I don't know much about hockey, so I might say this one's beatable, but nine MVPs. No. Like, that's not happening. Any league. That's that's insane. Like, what's the next closest? I want to say Jordan with – That means in hockey, right? Or just oh, in general. No, in any sport. Bonds. 
Seven time? Yeah. Or no, six times. Uh, how many MVPs did Bond win? Six or seven? Uh, I don't know. I, it's, look it up. Women's yeah, won six or seven, Cy Young. So that's the only two guys well, the I thing can think is, of. The thing is, though, when I compare that, that means hockey players. Yes. Right. But I was just saying so in like general. The next guy would have to be like Lemieux or somebody. Lemieux, Gordie Howe. Yeah. I doubt they're more than five. Right. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't think. Anyway. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. What's the, the next one on the list? Oh, by the way, it's seven MVPs for Bonds, just so yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the next one is also the great one, and it's 2,857 career points. See, I can't base that off anything. Uh, I, I know this much that I saw Ovechkin climbing in the ranks here, and he's not going to pass Gretzky. Put it he's going to get close. Gretzky is so much beyond any player in the history of the game that when their total points pass his total goal scored, we'll know. Because, you know, points are goals and assists together, so just he, he's he's above and beyond. Like, there's – Gretzky's like a unicorn, man. Like yes. it's and, and like I said, we're not really hockey guys, but how how can we even – I don't know. I'm going to say, uh, again, equally – in, in a lot of sports, you have who's the GOAT debate. In hockey, it's clear. There's no GOAT debate. I mean, there's there's uh, there's a Mount Rushmore, but there's no GOAT debate. Correct. No. It's, it's very simple. All right, next one. Joe DiMaggio, Joey D, 56-game hitting streak. All right. <laughs> Which – 56 games, didn't get a hit, then hit the next uh, 16 games straight. Not for one game, he'd had a 73-game hitting streak. Which uh, would move that one up the list. I think this one is potentially beatable, but very unlikely. So, of all the records that are on this list, it's the one that is actually plausible because guys play that game 150 games a year out of a schedule 162. It's, it's less. Why, why don't the, we go through the whole list and the, the way the game is played? It's less plausible in this year, though. Hey, yeah. go ahead and read the rest of the list. 100 point game, Wilt Chamberlain, Jerry Rice, 22,895 career receiving yards, which <laughs> Tiger Woods, 142 consecutive cuts made. That's really impressive. Uh, Nolan Ryan, seven career no hitters. UConn women's basketball, 111 consecutive victories. The Boston Celtics, eight straight championships. Ricky Henderson, 1,406 career stolen bases. Kyle Ripken, 2,632 consecutive games played. Cy Young, 511 career wins. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the epitome of uh, UCK, 26 straight losses. Creamsicle! <laughs> And Fernando Tatis Sr., two grand slams in one inning. Uh, honorable mention was uh, the uh, back-to-back no-hitters. Yes, with uh, Tommy Vandermeer of the Reds in the 40s. So, uh, that, All right, go first, Jack. I'm just going to say first and foremost, baseball ones with the way the game's played now, I, I think outside of DiMaggio, like I could see, again, very low, like we're saying a 1% chance. But all the other ones are less than a 0.1% chance. Like, nobody's touching Cy Young. Like, not even close. No, we can't get guys to play 162 games. How are they going to play 2,500 games? Pick one. If there was one, you, you may be surprised by this one. If I had to pick one to be beatable. Well, pick the one that's not beatable. Cy Young. Okay. Not even, I mean, there's no way. We, right. I mean, we're, we're looking at 300 as, like, remarkable now. No, I, I'm with you there. Um, and then if I had to go with one that could be beat, I, I would actually put one ahead of DiMaggio's streak. I would say it's uh, Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game. Ooh. 
Is and, open as the game's becoming? And yes. And gets hot points from the arc points and, are, are not a premium anymore. Everybody scores, and all it takes is one selfish player to want to do that. And we saw Kobe get to 84. It was 81. Or 81. 81. But, yeah, that it? was an old Kobe because they let him do it. Right. So you're, you're telling me that the way half the league worships LeBron, like you couldn't see that happen for him? It could be a charity case, but no, yeah. I, I'm not saying I think LeBron will do it. I'm you just couldn't saying. see Steph getting hot and just doing what he does in I mean, the gym. We've seen Clay Thompson threes. drop 40 and a quarter. Yep. So he could technically score 120, right? Like yeah. I'm just saying. Yep. Like I think 100 is the most vulnerable one. What do you think there, Mr. Brown? Uh, I agree with Cy Young, 5'11". Um, but since he already picked that, I'm also going to go next with uh, no one's touching Ricky Henderson. Yeah. I mean, all the baseball ones are good, but why Ricky Henderson over some of the other ones? Because no one steals anymore. Because At all, it's right? against Moneyball and it's against analytics. No one wants to give that out of the way. Like, when's the last time a player stole 100 bases in a season? Before the All-Star break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, When's the last time somebody stole 60? Uh, it's been a few years. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a rare feat. Uh, so, I agree with you on the 100-point thing, um, but I could also see a player um, doing the DiMaggio thing. Um, it, it, it's, it's tough, but I've seen players get to 40. Right. So – What's 16 more games? Right. And I feel like some, somewhere along the way, someone can do it. And I bet when they do it, it's going to be a asterisk one because it'll happen over two seasons. You watch. Yeah. That's what will yeah. happen. So, but you and me are kind of in the same boat. 1A, right. 1B, underpoint right. game, Joe DiMaggio. Right. 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 So Biggie has the insurmountable task of coming up with a third option. But Biggie, you're sitting there processing the list more than any of us because you got it in front of you. So what well, say you? To me, I think there's one on here that's clearly the most untouchable record outside of the baseball ones, and that's the Boston Celtics with eight straight championships. Not in today's world of there's how no way yeah. every sport today is the same with player movement. There's no way you're going to win Come eight on, straight. Come on, Biggie. If, if Jordan hadn't went to gambling for two years, they would have won eight straight in the 90s. They probably would have. Well, they'd be on here instead of the Celtics. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so it, it is possible. No, if that would have happened, uh, if that would have happened, the Bulls would have got nine. Yeah. To me, it's that and the UConn women, 111 game win streak. I, I agree with that. Those, because I'm looking, and we we all said the same thing. Baseball is so untouchable. I look at these two basketball ones, and I'm like, it just it will never the, happen. The only if thing I'm to rank them, the UConn one is ahead of the Celtics. Mm, yeah. I see. I disagree. I, it's women. It's not even that. And the parody. Just because like, it's over a couple seasons as opposed to eight or nine. Well, man, you're, you're going to sit here and tell me that Gonzaga can't still do that potentially? Like, look how close they've come over a couple yeah. years, getting a loss here or there. We still have teams that no, can no. have an undefeated Chet season. Chet played his heart out for, what, eight years? I feel like a Gonzaga, I, and he's hurt for the year now. I, well, that's because he's 42 years old. Yeah. There's miles no, on those tires. Chet, that was the other guy. That was Chet. That was Chet no, Holgram for Chet, the Thunder. Chet Holgram was the one-year wonder. The other guy, the oh, big man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Timmy. Yeah, yeah, Timmy. He's talking about yeah, the guy yeah, who's yeah. played there forever. I'm just saying Chet got hurt, and now he's out for the, yeah. for the year. You but, want to know the one on here that's the most breakable? I'm surprised. When he, well, not surprised, but I'm just 
the way the game has gone in the NFL, that's what we talked about with baseball. That's why they're not breakable. That's why Jerry Rice's career receiving yards record is breakable. No, I agree with you because everybody throws now. It's nothing to see a guy come into the league and have 17, 1,800 yards receiving. So he had 22,000, and he played until he was like 41 or 42. You have a guy come in at 21, play until his late 30s, there is a chance that record falls. Because the more passing there is in a league where Megatron had the big deal where he was going to have 2,000 yards received, break the record, all that sort of stuff. You look at like a Justin Jefferson, if he does the same thing he's doing for another 10 years, he'll be at like 17,000 yards when he's 35 years old. Dude, and think uh, about how impressive that is with Rice now. Dude, yes. Jerry Rice has 5,000 more yards than Larry Fitzgerald, who is second. Like I, it's I, an extremely impressive seasons. record. I'm just it's, saying, with how the game is changing, I think it's the most likely one. To but follow. but windows of their careers are shorter. Receivers are not True, playing got 20 years. Megatron retires before 30. Andrew Luck, all these other big time players. I, I agree with Biggie. There's a player that could come out with longevity. It only takes one. You know who the the leading active all time receiver in your yards is right now? The only one that's still active. Who who's the highest? If you had to guess. Julio Jones. It is. 13,000 yards. He's 10,000 yards behind. But now think about this. How old is Julio? 31? And he's done. That's the thing. If he were healthy at 31, he's got a chance. And everybody, Jerry Rice, man. Jerry Rice didn't do it just because of speed. He had the head route running. Like everyone thought he was done. He comes to the Raiders with Rich Gannon. He was just a precise route runner. And he reinvented himself even with the Raiders and like near age 40. Dude, DeAndre Hopkins, who is considered one of the best receivers, he's at 10,000. Like, like, you know how hard it is? Like, just who today is going to put together 10 years in a row of 1,000 yards. Like, even that, that's tough to swallow. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I, I have a hard time with that one. That's just – I just think the way the game's going, if you have a guy come in, like we just said, Julio's at 13,000 yards. I'll look at it like pitching. All you need is that one guy that's That durable. same player comes in and he's durable. Uh, you right, need like a LeBron it. James style that can just play for years. Which, the way sports medicine's going, I, that's you would just think so. I think. No, one guy. You would think way. so, but people can't stay healthy. I, I would liken that to like pitching, right? Like the game's changed so much. Like there's no way people are going to get to 300 wins anymore, right? Like right, they're yeah. still going to be good, and they still know, might just, play at a long this time. rate. Verlander at age 39, he might. He might be the only one. Best season ever in his whole career. That's performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I want one. Him and Brady are uh, smoking or drinking or something. Oh, it's Mary a baby fetus and yes. a super hot <laughs> baby fetuses. It's the spice. They got the spice. If you would spend a whole year out of the league and you were hanging out with Kate Hudson, you'd come back ready to fireball. You that think? Thing. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be Kate drained. Hudson. I don't think I'd have anything left. No, I'd pick better than Kate Hudson. <laughs> Not Kate I, Hudson. Kate Upton. Upton. Oh, yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, we're talking about Verlander. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah. like, what? Come on, no. Ver- Verlander, right. he, he, he's, he's, he's fatting up. You motorboating son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this about Verlander being older. He's one of my all-time favorite players that's never been a Mariner. They're playing the Mariners. It's been about a month ago. They go into the eighth inning. They're up 2-0. He gives up a run. Pitch is 98, 99, and 100. He all tops 100 on at 39 years old. I love that. I love the fact that he's doing that at pitch 100 at age 39, coming off Tommy John. That's what, what it is. Other guys won't throw – 
they throw 78 pitches. No, then once they get Tommy John, they'll come back and be fierce again. It, yeah. it takes like a year usually or a year and a half, but, you know. He just said in the last week that he's pitched so well that he's probably opting out of his contract looking for a multi-year deal. I mean, and he's not, he might not come back to Houston. I mean, he's, I think about that. That's, that's bizarre. Like, At age 40. Not yeah. to make this a baseball conversation, but as the Mariners are in that division – the Astros have a better record this year to this point in the season than they did in 2019, which is the best record in the history of the Houston Astros. Correct. And nobody talks about them. No. That's They're the best team in the American League, and it's not close. That says, oh. says a lot. That's one other question on here. Out of all these records, there's two of them that seem just extremely fluky. Fernando Tatis That's Sr. Fluky. Two, how does that even happen? Like, There's a lot of things that have to align for that to happen. Yeah. And then 26 straight losses for the Bucs as an expansion team. A horrible team in the NFL still wins. I mean, the Browns got pretty close. So, like, I don't put that one as being true. And, like, I don't think the Browns are trying to lose. Well, according to Hugh Jackson. Yeah. So, we expand again. You don't think anyone touches 26? No. Unless we expand again. No, I'm saying if we expand again. Yeah, it would have to be an expansion. It's going to happen. Yep. Or the Cleveland Browns. It could be the Browns. Just saying. It could be. <laughs> it might be this year. Ask uh, Phil Barth. He'll know. Phil Barth. Check out the uh, YouTube uh, interview. It'll be on uh, Facebook as well. And, you know, always enjoy talking to our friends of the show there. But, guys, I enjoyed talking to you guys. It's been a couple weeks. And, you know what, summer it has that effect on us. But, you know, what's coming back uh, here shortly on the podcast will be the NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week. And honestly, I'm ready. that's when we're in our stride. That's what, yes. that's like. Uh, that's my favorite part of everything we do. And I'm just looking forward to knocking Mr. Brown back off. Well, we, we get the blue check mark this year from the beginning. We're legit. So we, we get to, to track that. And Mr. Brown trying to replicate a top 10 national Listen, performance. Here's the deal. I'm excited to do what I do. I'm going to beat you guys again. I'm the baseball guy. I, I finished higher than Maurice Jones drew last year, among other professionals. There's a lot of sports writers I mentioned first. But guess what? I'm not only excited about beating you guys, because I know that's inevitable, but I'm, I'm really excited about our guest pickers this year. Yeah. we that's uh, fun. We're, we definitely got uh, some colorful personalities there. And, uh, you know, you actually give them some credence to come on the show now because, you know, like Biggie was a top 30. Uh, I was a top 100, you know, out of, out of 400 a little bit more you know, in the world. Right. Yeah. That blue check in the world. Like everyone has their CBS or whatever. And we have, we don't know sports beside of our name and we're official with the blue check mark. Like if we didn't go nine and seven every week, something was wrong. Cause that's yeah. what it felt like, except for Mr. Brown. Sometimes we pull out that 11 win week and Thursdays, that was it. the difference. Thursday is the magic. So ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be all this week from the, we don't know sports podcast. We appreciate you jumping in, letting us uh, invade your ears. Once again, make sure you subscribe to wherever you get your podcast. We'll try to get back on a regular schedule coming to you every Thursday night, Friday evening, especially as the autumn wind rolls in. But we got our fantasy draft to knock out this week. We got the backyard brawl the following week. And then we got pumpkin spice lattes. No, we don't do any of that crap there. We're going to go see some haunted houses or something and enjoy some NFL football. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next time. And bye-bye.